Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm David Levesque, uh joining you again. And this week, <clears throat> joined by a special guest, Julie Friend. Uh, you would remember that name from the uh, the first Minnetonka dynasty in, in the in the right around 2010, the early 2010s. She was a goalie for that team. She went on to play at St. Cloud State. Uh, she played internationally in Austria. Uh, came home, played with the Whitecaps, and she is a assistant activities coordinator at Roseville High School. Uh, but as far as this week is concerned, she'll have to trade that job for her role as a color commentator for the, her seventh year at the Girls Hockey State Tournament. So I'm very pleased, Julie, to be having you on and, and to hear what you've uh, figured out in your in your prep for the tournament so far. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. Obviously, a, a really exciting week coming upon us, and hopefully we don't get uh, too much snow. That doesn't allow a lot of people to, to get down there, but uh, every year um, is just that much more exciting just with the teams that we see and how much girls hockey has really improved and developed over the years. So looking forward to the, the towards the end of this week. You know, I think that it's, uh, I, you know, I helped write a book on the history of the boys hockey state tournament, 75 years worth. So people always ask, well, what's what's different? What's the same? And I, I said, well, I think the this, this similarity is the passion. And you've been gone from the game as a player at the high school level long enough, 2011 now to 2023. Is that passion? Is that what binds your playing days to the current crop of kids that are playing? Yeah, 100%. I mean, even just thinking about, I mean, it's crazy to think it was over 10 years ago that we won a state championship with Minnetonka but I think you know as a broadcaster um, you know doing this now seven years another crazy thing but I think being able to kind of take that step back and see it um, from a broadcasting perspective of what these coaches and these players go through on a day-to-day basis and throughout the season and how how special it is for them to get to the state tournament and even looking kind of you know this year there's some teams that we haven't seen in the state tournament for a while so knowing what that's like. Um, I was lucky enough to, you know, we got, we got there one time and we won it. So we were lucky enough, you know, to win it that first year that we ever were there. But I think, you know, it's, it's just as exciting as it was as a player um, back in 2011 for me. And I'm sure every year you look at somebody like Sammy Reber, this is her seventh, seventh time coaching this year and seventh year as a state appearance and just talking to her. I mean, it's just as exciting. She was obviously a player in the state tournament too, but um you know, I know that she enjoys it as well as a coach. Yeah, but for sure. to answer to answer your question, yes, uh, it's a lot of passion and what it means. Everyone dreams about playing in the state tournament, and ultimately, if you can get there and win it, um, those are some really special memories for a lot of these girls. Absolutely, and that adventure is going to start. That journey is going to start for a new crop of young ladies uh, on Wednesday. That's when we have the four class single A or class one A uh, quarterfinals, and then on Thursday. We'll have the class double A quarterfinals. And we ultimately play down to two championship games on Saturday evening. Uh, single A will go at four o'clock. Double A will go at seven o'clock. Let's start our conversation. If you, if, if we can, let's, let's get into that single A bracket here on Wednesday, that, the quarterfinal bracket. Uh, I look at, uh, going by just the, the, the order in which the games are played during the day. Uh, you got Mankato East, Proctor, Hermantown. Uh, Proctor, of course, won this tournament a couple of years ago. Mankato East has been a team. I know their goal this year, they want, they want to win a, a quarterfinal game and they want to play on, on in the semifinals and, and kind of 
you know, they feel like this is the team that they're real offensively oriented and they feel like if any team's going to break through and, and hit, get a long tournament run, it's going to be them. Although that's going to be tough sledding against Proctor Hermantown in the first round. What do you see there? Yeah, you know, I think the big thing for Mankato East, and we we saw them last year as well, is Annalise Raider, their goaltender, um, yeah. kind of kept him in the game, you know, that quarterfinal game earlier last year. Um, you know, I think Mankato East could definitely hang in with Proctor Hermantown for a bit. But with Proctor Hermantown, I mean, this team, I mean, they always find a way to get back. We saw last year, Abby Pajari was a senior on that team, kind of the backbone on the back end. And now they kind of you know, transition to two goaltenders this year that we're, we're splitting time. And so I think that that's kind of a thing for Proctor Hermantown is not as strong in the net this year. Um, but you look at kind of players, they have all their defensemen came back this year, that top line for Proctor of Nia Seeger, uh, Jane Ekstrom and Reese Heitzman is one of the, are one of the best in the state. And they had a pretty, pretty exciting section final against Duluth Marshall, um, where they went down a couple of times, but found a way to bounce back. But I ultimately see Proctor Hermantown coming out of that game. And I mean, I think we can say kind of looking, you know, in a more broader picture with that is, you know, that probably will be the state championship game between them and world pending any crazy upsets. Mm, okay. So the seeds will hold it. We'll get to number one seed and defending champion Warroad. But first, the other quarter, the second quarter final on, on Wednesday, Laverne is going to play uh, number three seed Orono. Laverne, of course, led by the, the great Cameron Van, Van Batavia. And I was really excited to see that she made not only the, the, the 10 list for the Miss Hockey uh, semifinalists, but she's part of the final five. And I think that that's a, a very exciting thing for a, a young lady with 59 goals playing in a part of the state that Hockey maybe doesn't have the, the the same foothold as the metro or the northern parts of the state. So pretty exciting what she's doing. They'll face a she'll face a, a pretty strong Orono team that got here last year and took third. Uh, with uh, and, then, and this year they've got uh, one of my favorite players to watch growing up was War Roads Larry Olin. He's the head coach now at Orono. And uh, what, what do you see about that matchup? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, for Laverne, it's awesome to to see Cameron Van Batavia be in that, that top five for Miss Hockey. I think she has four, if I'm, based on the section final game, I think she has 449 career points, which is third all time, <laughs> but, but behind, I want to say Nicole Shamel from Red Wing had 457, and then um, Natalie Darwitz, I think, had 468. So, it, I mean, she could pass Shamel, but I mean, that's just pretty impressive on, um, what somebody has done. I think she started playing when she was in seventh grade for Laverne and just being able to stick with that program um, for all those years that she's been there is pretty impressive. And, you know, watching her last year at the state tournament, I mean, she's, she's going division one, she's playing at Mankato. I mean, she's, she's a really good hockey player. So I think, you know, for Laverne, if they can get off on the right foot um, and get some good goaltending, you know, they could make it interesting, but you know, on the other end, or in all, they didn't graduate um, a lot last year. They, they graduated three girls, obviously, with uh, Isla Rise Camp, um, Nick, um, and then uh, Lopez too, which were all really good players for Orno. But Orno also lost um, last year. Grace Bickett, who was one of one of their top defensemen, um, she missed all last year because of a knee injury um, that she suffered during her sophomore year and her soccer season. So she's back this year. They have three returning defensemen back. Their goaltender Celia Dahl is back. Um, but I mean, Arnold—they they should be able to get out of this corner final game. But that that two-three matchup, Arnold Proctor could be could be really good considering they they tied earlier this year. But should should be a great uh, good good corner final between those two schools. 
I was up talking to Orono for a story that I wrote about them for the breakdown sports media uh, preseason book, preseason guide. And, and uh, Grace Bickett, uh, you, who you mentioned, she uh, developed uh, her skills as a chocolate chip cookie maker uh, last year while she was rehabbing and getting healthy. So I think what I need to do is I need to reach out to Larry and say, hey, have Grace bring down some cookies. <laughs> and, if I'm, and if I'm able to make that work, I will make sure you get some. How's that? Yeah. You know, and the crazy thing that Larry was telling us too, um, we were having some coaching calls, um, you know, a couple days ago, is he said that the thing about Grace is when he first came in and, you know, got the head coaching job, he had heard that Grace was, even though she was hurt last year, she was at every single practice. And I think he said, you know, that just really showed kind of her character of who she was as a person, because obviously, you know, when you're hurt, you're going to show up to games, but being able to just be at every practice and just be there with your teammates I mean she was only a sophomore at that point so I mean I think that really speaks to her character and I've never seen her play so I'm really excited to to see her uh right away on Wednesday against Laverne yeah I'm just glad she's back where she belongs she's playing and not not you know filling water bottles and things you know it'll be fun to watch the night on Wednesday uh number one seed defending champion war road against Albert Lee um I guess I don't know. War Road, they've, they seem to be loaded for bear. They, they were propped up by a couple of, they had a good couple of good players already and they were propped up even more by Riley Bartz transferring in. Uh, their goaltender is a transfer. So they're, they're looking tough as usual. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like Izzy always finds a way to get to the state tournament and always bring um, a great team. I remember when I was in high school, they won back to back state uh, championships in 2010, 2011. And obviously right. his daughter, Layla, who's behind the bench with him, was on that team as well. Um, but I mean, World, I mean, they've just been so consistently offensively good for I don't mean I don't even know how many years now. But I mean, that top line. Um, talking to Blake Nelson, their assistant coach earlier this week, you know, they Kate Johnson and Tally Hendrickson, they were kind of looking for and missing that that key center. And Riley Bart's coming in this year. I mean, really kind of filled that role and just I mean, the chemistry and the cohesiveness between that top line is. I mean, they're arguably one of the best in the state at the double A or single A level. And I think just what World has done this year, um, playing the double A teams that they they have and, you know, winning and putting up a good fight. Um, you know, they're one of the best teams in the state at either level. Um, and I think it was it's I think it's their tournament to win again. I mean, I think that a lot of people say that they're the heavy favorite, but you know, Orono could give them a fight and even Proctor Hermantown, they played them twice um earlier this year and I think it was uh, three to two. They beat them in overtime. Um, World did, and then they beat them about four to one. But it's always that third game. It's always hard to beat a team three times in a row um, in the same season. So, but I think I don't know too much about Albert Lee, but I think uh, World should have a should have a pretty good quarterfinal and really show how good they are offensively in that game. Yeah, and then we close it out with the the I guess the coin flip game: the four seed South St. Paul against the five seed Fergus Falls. Our best chance historically for a compelling game unfortunately it's at the end of the night but what uh what do you see about when these two teams get together what's what are the strengths and what, what should we expect yeah you know I don't know too much um about Fergus Falls and even talking to um Dave Palmquist earlier this week he didn't know too much either just because there's not a lot of like opponents but um obviously they're here for a reason beat River Lakes um in that section final two to one um where they kind of um, shot outshot them pretty heavily, um, but 22, four and one, um, their goaltending is a little over 90%, which I always say, you're just looking for your goaltender, give you 90. Um, but I think, you know, with South St. Paul, pretty, pretty great story for them, obviously facing 
Similarly, in that section final game this year, who they had lost to twice um, previously this year, and last year they didn't end up playing them in the section final because they got upset by Chisago Lakes. But South St. Paul was down one to nothing going into the third, and I think you know just the resilience. And you always know with Dave Palmquist, I mean, he's had you know top of the talent, bottom of the talent, and just kind of everywhere in between um, with his teams, and he always finds a way to just get back to the state tournament and you know that his team is one that you know is going to work hard and definitely a team that can outwork you and um lily paco on the back end for them and delaney norman um i think you know can definitely take this team pretty far into this tournament if they if they get good goaltending from delaney paco's a lot of fun to watch i was at that section final and boy she can really bring that thing up and distribute it and she's a dangerous player anytime she gets the puck so uh, so that'll be the, the single A bracket. And then moving on to the double A, the quarterfinals begin Thursday and we get things started at 11 o'clock Thursday morning with, uh, defending champion Andover, the two seed. They've got Rosemount. And I tell you, Andover, uh, I don't know a ton about Rosemount, but Andover is, is just ridiculous, uh, in what they can do. You know, you'll see, you know, Ella Borger is up for Miss Hockey, uh, the final five. And before that, uh, Issa, uh, yeah, Issa Gettle was up for them in the top 10, but it's really the defense and, and to some extent, the goaltending that Andover has, that's, that's the secret weapon. They've got a tremendous decor. And I think that's going to be as important to anything to their success. How are you, uh, what do you think of the Huskies this year? Yeah. You know, I think with Andover, they did graduate, um, some people, but not, I would say, the core core of what's kind of been their team. I mean, you look on the back end, Courtney Stagman has been just uh, just a rock for them over the last couple years. Um, and it, it always starts from the net out, right? And then you can look at the decor that they have. Kaylin Mom, you know, she won a silver medal at the U18 World Championships in Sweden um, in January. And then offensively, I mean, you look at, you could just name, like you mentioned, Ella Berger, who my personal opinion is that she should be the Miss Hockey final or hockey winner um just kind of the points that she put puts up in her character and then you just you look from the, from the top down and you know you have players like madison brown who's committed to saint thomas and isa gettle who's going to the u and i mean andover is just a very we saw like in that state championship last year against minnetonka's they just they always find a way to respond and it could be any player on any, any given night um you know just watching even when they played Minnetonka earlier this year um, on Bally, it was a really good game where Andover came out on top four to three. Um, another player, Norris Sauer, has been really great for Andover. And so I think the depth really, really stands out to me uh, yeah. uh, on what they have. And I think, you know, they're a very similar team to Minnetonka where they're strong from the net out and they have offensive threats, but they're also really good in their D zone. I talked to a few coaches uh, going into the championship, uh, state tournament rather, and, and they said, I said, who do you like and why? Well, I like Andover. Oh, say, so yeah. Well, how come? Well, they just know how to play good playoff hockey. They're just they just play such a good team game, and and they thought that they had an advantage over Minnetonka in that area. Now I saw Minnetonka in the section final uh, the other night against Holy Family. Looked like a good team effort to me, but I'll, I'll defer to the coaches. <laughs> they they know this stuff a hell of a lot better than I do. Um, you mentioned Ella Borger would be your Miss Hockey winner from Andover. Second quarterfinal of uh, Thursday, Lakeville North against number three, C.D. Dinah. Dinah has my pick for the senior goalie of the year in Uma Cornea. And uh, she's just tremendous, kind of ridiculously good. And it's not the most star-studded of Edina teams, uh, but they no question they have the best goaltender, and that says a lot this time of year. 
Yeah, you know, I think ever since we saw Uma, um, when she was with Breck in her seventh grade year and won a state championship, won back-to-back those two years, I think we knew that she had potential. She was already good at that point, but, you know, how how do you kind of carry that out through your high school career and the consistency and just, you know, I mean, high school's tough, you know, the teenagers and just things outside of hockey and some people get burned out, but, you know, I think that's kind of, she's been one of the most consistent high school hockey players um, that I've seen in a long time. And I think when you have a goaltender that when talking to Sammy Reber, I mean, every single night she gives this team a chance to win where I think, you know, Edina, like we said, I mean, they might not be as strong offensively as they have been in previous years. And I think it's shown with how many shots Uma's getting in her senior year. When I think sometimes if you look at an Edina team and, you know, goaltender has really good stats well you know how, how many shots is she getting is it the 10 or 15 um that you know goaltenders on some of these high, higher level teams see and it's like well you know she she beat world this year and had 39 of 40 she shut out minnetonka had 31 saves even though you know as some people say you know the players that were on minnetonka were were gone but you know she made 25 saves against proctor hermantown in section final 23 of 24 i mean she's just She's so fun to watch, and I think she's as good as she is because of the way she carries herself in the net, and she reminds me a little bit of Marc-Andre Fleury in terms of just, like, the happy-go-lucky, you know, whatever the game may brings, I'm still going to bring, you know, my fun, and I love playing the game. Um, so I think, you know, from that aspect, I mean, easy easy pick for me for Miss Goalie. I agree with you, David. Um, but I think, you know, if Edina – I think Edina can go as far as Uma takes them. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference that's kind of the crazy thing when we were talking to Sammy too, is especially the top four seeds um, in double a, they kind of, all the teams kind of bring something a little different um, where you kind of have, you know, Minnetonka and, and Andover who are kind of like, you know, these high, high offensive teams. And then Edina's, you know, a little more defensively um, strong, I guess you could say. And then Gentry's kind of got a little bit of everything. So yeah, I mean, I think for Edina, it was huge to have uh, Lauren Zawoyski for them was out uh, earlier this year um, and kind of a huge loss for them. Um, Division one commit, obviously. So having her back has been huge. But I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we saw in the in sections for Edina that, you know, they, they play their best hockey, playoff hockey, kind of similar to Andover. And I think what Sammy has done with this team on a consistent basis, just because they're the number three seed and even though they might be kind of a little less offensively, I guess you could call it this year that because they have Uma in the back end, I mean, they'll go as far as she can take them. And by the way, the next time you see Uma not smiling will be the first time. <laughs> She's just a really, yes. a really great spirit, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and you can just see no nerves whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, right. I saw that at the seventh grade level when she was on the Jumbotron, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty big shoes to come into as, you know, not only a seventh grader, but, you know, your first time at the Right. So for her to have that poise that we've just kind of seen consistently over the years uh, really <laughs> speaks to um, who she is as a person and how good she is as a goaltender. So if I'm find the Princeton Tigers, I'm pretty excited what I'm getting after her senior year. Most definitely. Uh, Minnetonka is going to come in. They got nine players committed to Division One schools and, and just a ridiculous amount of talent. Number one in the rankings, numbers first seed. But I'm told that they probably got a bad draw on Centennial Spring Lake Park. If anyone could give them a battle, it's probably that team. Yeah, I think, you know, when you have a player like uh, Lauren O'Hara, um, yeah. who was, was committed to the U, obviously we saw her in top 
Miss Hockey finalists as well. I mean, I think the thing with the state tournament is you obviously have your favorite teams. And I think a lot of people are, you know, saying as the number one seed, Minnetonka is favored to win the state state championship, which, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with. But, you know, it, it's every single game. You have to take it game by game because the minute that you look past your first opponent, that's when you get upset and right. that's when you kind of get away from what, you know, what you've been doing all year. But, you know, I think with the Minnetonka skippers, I mean, they it's hard to pick any part of their game that's like not great. And they have so many different threats offensively, defensively. Layla Hemp, I mean, she's my pick to be Miss Goalie in two years. I mean, she's just so athletic and as a sophomore to have the confidence that she does. I mean, there's so many different areas of their game that they're they excel in so highly that I mean, it'd be very surprising to to me if they don't make it back to that state championship game. I like, I like the continued plugs for the goalie. It's, it's worth pointing out, not only your first team All-Metro as a senior in 2011, your record that year, you were 23-0-1. That's insane. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of great players um, <laughs> that year uh, on my team that, I mean, and this was, in, this is a perfect example was, you know, my senior year compared to Uma's senior year, I didn't see nearly the amount of shots that Uma sure. saw. Um, so it was that much more impressive, but I mean, I had players like, you know, Rachel Ramsey, Sydney Moran on the back end, Hannah Bahanek, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, uh Baldwin, that right? list went on. Yeah. Yes. So, and then, you know, up front you had, you know, Amy P- Peterson is just a name that's synonymous in the state tournament for, you know, mm-hmm. Minnesota high school hockey, Laura Bowman, Carolyn Dreyer. Like we, we had just so many great players that I never had to worry about giving up a goal or two because I knew my team was going to score me four or five. And when you throw Eric Johnson as the coach too, I mean, he was the reason that we were as good as we were because we weren't that good my freshman year. We weren't that great my sophomore year, but then we continually got better every single year. And when you have a coaching staff, um, and including Adam Craigthorpe too, but when you have a coaching staff that you want to play for and you want to come to the rink every single day and have teammates um, that you want to put, you know, you go through a wall for, I mean, I think that that makes all the difference. But, you know, I'm I'm obviously biased with goaltending, but I really do believe that if you have a goaltender, which, I mean, you look at, you know, Minnetonka has Layla Hemp, Andover has Courtney Stagman, Uma Cornier for Edina, I mean, I think that makes that makes all the difference because if you don't have a good goaltender, I mean, you you almost play a little more hesitant to, you know, have shots go through on the back end. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great thing to great thing to have so many good goaltenders in this tournament, and it's it's going to be really fun to watch. And I mentioned before that eight o'clock game is always the most compelling on paper, but it gets short shrift because it's it's all the way at the end of the at the end of the night, and we're up against the clock a little bit on this podcast, so. We'll make a, a more brief summary of of Gentry and Moorhead. Gentry, the four seed, uh, Moorhead, the five seed. What, what do, how do you how do you see this one? I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think Moorhead is pretty good goal, pretty good goaltending. But I think with Gentry, I, you look at the the amount of seniors. I think they have a lot of eleven seniors on their team. I mean, they're hungry. They they got fourth place last year, um, losing in that semifinal game, um, and they're looking to get back there this year. Kara Sajovic is one of the best in the state, and the Gazik sisters on the back end, but um, I think the goaltending will have to be really good for Gentry. Um, I don't think it's been as good as Edina and Andover um, and Minnetonka this year. So I think if Gentry can score as many goals as they have, which is over seven um, a game, which leads the state, um, they'll have to be pretty good defensively as well. So it'll be an interesting matchup, but I do see Gentry coming out on top. 
you know, Julia, I didn't ask you at the, at the top of this, how, so on a given day, so if it's the quarterfinals, four games per day, you just do one uh, session or do you, do you do the long haul on a given day? You can do all four games. Um, like, are you talking about for broadcasting? Yeah. When you're doing your color. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I do all, all day Friday, all four, all four of those semifinal games. Um, and then both championships on Saturday. There's been some years where I, when I was coaching at the United, um, I think I only did one class just because of the scheduling of coaching in class A and then sure. trying to manage that broadcasting. But most years I've done all six games. So it's, it's a busy day on Friday, but especially with the matchups that we have, it it's so exciting and so fun to be a part of. And it just, you feel like you get that extra, extra energy knowing when this, uh, this week comes around and just really happy to be a part of it and continue to be a part of it. Well, you're getting us set up well for the games ahead. I thank you very much for your insight and for your time. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you in St. Paul here very soon. And uh, thanks for being our guest on Talking Preps. Yeah, thanks so much, David. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you down there for some good hockey.